hello friends. So I had a thought here. Um, you know, Twitter is an interesting thing for me. I used to find it natural to tweet things that people found interesting and I haven't felt that way in a while. Um, years, you know, so I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to get back on Twitter and, and like say things, you know, and I don't know why I don't say things as often. I, I, I definitely think that I'm not as relatable. Like my job when I was at Titan was very relatable and now it's not, I'm not, you know, making like normal work a day web apps. I'm like working on like framework stuff that not everybody else is doing. So I guess like many fewer people are doing, so it's just not as interesting to the masses, you know, and, and I know that. Um, but whatever. So I'm trying to be more like communicative as a person, as a business, you know, in general, maybe you've noticed, um, I try to say like one thing a day and I sort of struggle with it. Like today I didn't say anything cause I don't want to just say something for the sake of saying something, but I try to give myself the opportunity every day, at least once to just say something, you know? And so I open Twitter and I go like, say something, Caleb, what are you going to say? I don't have anything to say. I don't know what I want to say, you know? And I look at other people who this just comes so naturally to. Um, and it, I mean, like, uh, I'm going to pick on Aaron Francis. He's a natural at this. And I'm also going to pick on, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name. I don't know why I can't think of his name. This guy is funny. There's, a, I don't know, Kitsy, which I, he might even listen to this show. I don't know. He's a good example. I um, mean, Peter Levels. I don't know. There's a lot of people who are very often on Twitter and tweeting. And then there's another group of people like myself who have like decent followings and say stuff every once in a while, but it's not that often. And like in replies, I, I learned this at Titan. Like I'm not the clever reply guy. Like Aaron Francis is the clever reply guy. You look at his replies and you're like, man, you're funny, dude. Like you're, you're like quick and clever, you know? And I sit there like trying to be quick and clever. And then I go, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to say, haha or same or true or cool, you know, that's really what I do because I don't, I don't know why I don't have anything more interesting to say than that. It's like, I, but I've come to terms with that a long time ago that it's better to say ha ha than to say nothing or to like try to be funny when you're not, you know, and I, I think I'm fairly funny in person, but not, not on Twitter for some reason. Text has always been hard for me. Like I can't really translate my personality into text because I'm very sarcastic, but in like kind of a lighthearted way that doesn't really come through. I'm very like, um, maybe like absurdist humor, like super dry kind of thing. And I don't know, it just doesn't totally come through. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm just not Gen Z enough. You know, like, I think that's another thing. That's something else that's been ruminating for me is like the Gen Z, you know, absurdist vibe. That's just not the whatever generation of millennial, I guess that I am. That's like, you know, I don't know. I'm like more, I open Twitter and I think to say like put together thoughts, you know, but you look at like sort of like what's popular right now. And it's, it's, um, it's just, uh, yeah. Absurdist humor, I guess saying self-deprecating things saying, and like all this, you know, I don't know, look at just read HTMX's uh, Twitter and you're just like, yeah, that's, that's a language I don't speak, which is funny because the people that I see interacting in that way that feels very Gen Z, you know, is like Carson Gross, the HTMX guy and the Primogen and, you know, I don't know, I'm just not that person. I don't have that, but maybe that's like the new way. The new way is not like talking, is not being like sincere, 
you know, the new way is being like weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Twitter is a tricky thing for me, but I try to open it and say something. And often what I think that I need to say is something original, you know, like, I mean, this has plagued me forever. It's like, once you get past being a, a newbie at something, when you're a newbie, you're like really excited about all these new things. We've talked about this ad nauseum. And that's like where that was kind of my big ramp up the Twitter following was being a newbie and being excited about things as I went up that ramp and tweeting about them. And because other people were in that position, they found them cool and followed me and liked those tweets and whatever. Then at some point it became like, the things I'm interested in just aren't as relatable and the things that, you know, newbies are interested in. I'm just like, I don't know. I felt everybody knows that, you know, that like bias of being experienced at something. So I sort of like, I want to say something or I don't even remember where that thought was going. Sorry about that. Um, but I want to say something original when I open Twitter, you know, but what I think instead is a better heuristic is like say something relatable. And this might apply to things beyond just opening Twitter. But I find, so I, I say this because I just randomly, so I woke up this morning, I, I'm doing my sort of to-dos for the day, you know, and Twitter's on there for Livewire and Alpine. And then I open my account, and I go, Caleb, say something, you know, Caleb, I don't have anything to say. I don't know what to say. I have nothing to say. I have nothing in me to share right now. Am I extremely excited about the work that I'm doing? Are my thoughts completely occupied? A hundred percent. I'm more fired up than I've ever been, but I have nothing to say, which is wild. It's totally wild because there's so much around what I can say and can't say and what's, I don't know. So I just didn't say anything. I was like, ah, whatever. I have nothing to say. I'm not going to force it. Then later on in the day, I was like doing a little, I'm recording screencasts and I was like just designing out a card, you know, like a, like a bootstrap card kind of thing. And, and I just did it all in HTML before I like looked at the browser and it's like something that you kind of often, I imagine other people do, but I do that where I'm just like, write out all the HTML. I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be like grid gap two. This is going to be like flex gap four. This is going to be like text XL. It's going to be BG slate 200 it's going to be you know button rounded xl px4 py 1.5 you know like you just know <laughs> you know because you've done this a lot and then i refresh the browser and i'm like oh that looks actually pretty good um and i was like i bet other people do that so i just i went to actually tweet it i wrote out the tweet okay so i thought really what happened was i thought like this would be a cool con ah this is what it is Yes, here's the lesson. I'm sorry that you had to listen for seven minutes to get to the good part, but here's the good part. I wrote out a tweet that said, hmm, I have a contest idea because that's what popped into my head. I was like, that was kind of fun. That would be a fun contest. If you were pitted against another another developer and you each looked at a design and then just designed it without looking in the browser to refresh and then whatever happened at the end, whoever gets closer wins, you know? Thought, like That'd be really fun. So I wrote out this tweet, like contest idea. Two devs are shown a part of a web design. They have to rewrite all the tailwind up front, no peeing at the browser as they go. Whoever's closer to the end, whoever's closer at the end wins. So I wrote that out and I just thought, I just knew like, okay, I thought this was an original idea. That's why I wrote it on Twitter because I was working and I thought that's something original. And I think it is. I haven't seen people do that before. 
I think I could turn it into some semblance of a thing. Maybe it's just like a live thing I do randomly, or maybe it's worked into like a Laracon or something, or maybe it's like a site that's like tailwinddevcontest.com. You know, there's like, it's an idea. It's something original. So I'm going to put it on Twitter. It's going to be interesting and people are going to be interested and they'll whatever engage. And that's, I just, I read it though. And I just knew like, I know this is interesting but nobody's going to care about this. And I'm so confident that nobody would care about this, that it would get no likes, you know? So I like, after that, I wrote the more relatable thing, which is like, (laughs) so that I realized like, actually scrap this and just write the thing that people read and go, Oh, I get that, you know? So, (laughs) so I wrote, does anyone else write as much tailwind as, th- as they can before looking at the browser just to see how close they get? And I cut out that whole other tweet and I just pasted this in. I just like wrote this in, tweeted it. And I was like, well, I, well, I have this, this original thing, the like actual context, the more polished thing, this should just be a reply on the tweet. So I threw it on as a reply just to like throw it out there. But the tweet itself is just a simple relatable statement. Like, Hey, do you ever just design stuff without looking at it in the browser just to see how close you get? You know, if I said that to you, it's like, yeah, that's a little tiny thing I never consciously think about, but I do. And it's funny because those are, that's actually, oh, this is one of those things. that's like, it's so powerful doing relatable things that I, all of Livewire success is built on doing relatable things is going, Hey, you there, you're doing this in your software to accomplish this thing that we're all doing. And you're frustrated just because I'm frustrated. We're both frustrated. I know that. So here's a, here's a different way that solves that frustration. So that's like the key is showing somebody, here's how you do it. Here's how you're doing it right now. Doesn't it suck? Yes, that is what I'm doing right now. And it does suck. I feel seen. Show me the way. What do you have for me? Here's the new way. You know, it's, it's similar in that like, instead of having some original idea that somebody looks at and goes, that's unique and not done before. Um, so cool, but you know, maybe dangerous, maybe whatever, but a relatable thing. If you start with relatability, you have people's attention and this is comedy as well. Like that Jerry Seinfeld, um, I think it was, was it an interview? I don't know where he did that interview that interview tim ferris with jerry seinfeld and talking about comedy and that's really what it boils down to is those those little things those little things where you can those little hooks where he says something and the audience goes oh yeah i've seen that too and so he starts with that and then he reworks it and reworks it and tries to find the thing that makes it funny and surprising. But there's that root, that seed of something that's funny and surprising is that relatability, that like airline food. What's up with that stuff? Oh yeah, airline food. That is a funny thing. That is, that is weird. That does suck. And I haven't like thought about that. But yeah, it does suck, you know? <laughs> so anyway, comedy is a masterclass in that. And it's just a good reminder for myself that like, it's so much more valuable to be relatable than it is to be original. I'll leave it at that. See ya.